0: Hey Broken, thanks so much for coming on the show today. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm not bad. I see you have your your Nest Cafe cold brew here. Yeah, yeah, I got two of them actually. <laughs> Fancy. Um so tell me a little bit about how you got into martial arts. I know you started pretty young, correct?
1: Um yeah, I've been doing taekwondo since I was about 6. Um I only started going about like one time a week while I was, for about a year, until I started getting serious, more into Taekwondo. I I found it was like a good avenue to express myself.
0: And you competed in Taekwondo pretty regularly in Australia, correct?
1: Yeah, I competed up until I was about 20 or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I travelled a lot, I was like I went overseas a number of times to Korea, Vietnam, Malaysia, um, yeah, a lot of the Asian countries. Mm.
0: And then you moved to America for a little bit and picked up some wrestling, or we you, you were in Australia and you got into MMA there, correct?
1: Yeah, so, um, I started off with Taekwondo and then when I was a bit older, I got into, um, Uh, amateur boxing because I didn't know how to like use my hands and in Taekwondo doing that for so long I I got a bit like wanted to have confidence in my hands so I went into that very like sportly and academically like I I trained very hard and then from that um UFC started getting pretty big like MMA and stuff so I started trying some jiu-jitsu and then I kind of fell in love with like jiu-jitsu and I ended up studying Everyone was like, oh, do you, you wrestle? Because I was always so like to be on dominant from trainings. I always liked to be more of an aggressor. And then I went looking all over Australia to find wrestling clubs in different places because I wanted to try all the sports of MMA. And then I ended up meeting my one of my best friends, Danny, who was doing his master's degree in, Aust- um, in Australia. And he wrestled in Arizona State in America and so he was, te- I heard about him from a friend that was wrestling at this MMA gym called Five Rings. And there was like a bunch of us, our our, our guys. And from there, um, I saw him wrestle and move around and I was like hooked. I was like, wow, I've like, wow. never seen someone. Because in Australia, we don't really have wrestling at the time, it was more just like jiu-jitsu and a bit of boxing and stuff like that. So once I saw a wrestler, I was like, oh, I have to move to America to wrestle. Mm-hmm.
0: And you moved to, you tried out for a Michigan State wrestling team,
1: right? No, yeah. Um, I first um, went up looking up colleges, and I was going to go to Iowa. I mm-hmm. uh, was looking at different schools that I could do, and Danny was like, oh, you should walk on to a junior college first before. We were thinking about going to a low D1 mm-hmm. or something, but trying to do the grades with, oh, we're just, I haven't wrestled before, and it would be easier for me to walk on to a junior college so I ended up, um, looking up colleges. And then we used to know that Chael Sonnen actually was in one of the wrestling rooms. And we heard about Clackamas cause I looked, they were the top ranked school. Mm-hmm. And their semester started a little bit later. So actually, it, um, it felt better and we're a bit worried that maybe if I went to Iowa, it was going to be the best school or something. Yeah. Clackamas just ended up looking out. So I moved to Oregon to do wrestling. Yeah.
0: And you were there for two or three years.
1: Um, yeah, I was there for, yeah, three years. Mm-hmm. And then
0: you traveled a little more internationally, going to Russia and Holland. What was that like?
1: Um, yeah, it's pretty good, actually. I went, after I wrestled in college, um, my best friend that I used to do MMA with was, um, went, was living in Thailand about the same time, and he was living in Thailand for about three years. He fought in Lapini, fought in Max. And he invited me out after college because I didn't know if I wanted to go back into MMA or I wanted to keep wrestling. I wasn't sure what I was going to do next. But I wanted to try some martial arts again. And then, so I went out to Thailand and I was actually training at Singapatong. Yep.
0: Oh, Singapatong,
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was about to have my uh, second fight there. And then I had a scooter accident actually on the same day. Mm -hmm. So then I had to go back to Australia. And then... While I was in Australia, I, as I got healthy again, I started wrestling again at the wrestling club and then I met this Russian guy who said, yeah, you can come out to Russia and he was from the good part of Russia mm-hmm. and while I was in Thailand, I was still very much hooked on wrestling so mm-hmm. I wanted to, um, yeah, just like Thailand, when you start Muay Thai in America, you hear about the Thai so you have to go to the country to go see it for yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. How long were you in Russia for then? Mm-hmm.
1: I went to Russia for about four months, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was, uh,
0: yeah. Are there many Australians that go to Russia for wrestling? I feel like, at least the people that I know, Americans don't really go to Russia for wrestling, I guess, I also am not that informed about where wrestling is strong and stuff, so.
1: I no! no, yeah, um, no, it's like, it was pretty rare to have an Australian out in, uh, Russia mm-hmm. and, like they there was a couple of guys from Argentina mm-hmm. there and it's become more of a more popular place that people can go but at the time it was still like uh, people were, like oh shit you went to like near Dagestan where Khabib's from mm-hmm. and so it was like uh, yeah big culture difference yeah what
0: is it like over there besides cold
1: um, it was a pretty crazy experience um, I flew into like a big open tarmac and it was like a bit rubble building and i was like and and i, I actually hodg america saloff he's an olympic champion and he's like five-time world champion came to pick me up which was pretty surreal mm-hmm. and yeah the city was uh yeah very like like a, a bit like a world war Two movie but like just like when you see like those old towns like with I don't know how to explain it. Kind of like a um, Call of Duty game. (laughs) Yeah, That's funny. And what was the training like? Um, It was actually a lot... People always ask me this compared to American wrestling. American wrestling was always like... Oh, Russia must have been crazy. But the Russian wrestling was actually... um, In America, they have this collegiate system of wrestling. And it's very... From the Iowa State, it's very go, 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 go. You push people out. You... Get your riding points, and it's very for the for the college team, it's easier just to you just wrestle, wrestle hard, forward, forward, forward. When Russia, I found since they wrestled since they were so young, the Russians had a better, like a different style mm-hmm. of wrestling that was very much more sporty. Like, the way they looked at their wrestling was more, uh, I guess, primitive, I mm-hmm. guess, like more. Um, yeah it just it was, it's hard to explain in a sense but
0: and so you were in russia for four months and then you came back to thailand or what happened after that
1: um yeah i was just um after i wrestled in in russia um i ended up going from there to america because i hadn't seen my friends in a while for a holiday i went to coachella and stuff like that <laughs> then from that I was, while I was in Europe, I ended up getting an all-around flight, and I was like, oh, I might as well try this Dutch kickboxing, because mm-hmm. at the time, MMA was rising, you always used to hear about different styles, and all these styles were quite, um, I guess, exotic at the time, just like when you would watch the K1 kickboxing de- days with, like, Borkau, and they were, it was really cool to, like, you'd hear the stories of Muay Thai chop down the trees, and mm-hmm. it was just a different feeling back then, so... Um, I was like, oh, I heard about this Dutch kickboxing. I used to watch some of these top famous fighters from Holland, so I ended up going over there to see what it was like after I knew I'd wrestled and done all these different disciplines. And then, yeah, it was... um, Holland was tough just like it was, that they spar hard. I, ne- I saw the difference between, like, American MMA mentality. One of the biggest things I learned from Holland was the mentality when they kickbox. Mm-hmm. It's very it showed me a lot about their culture and just like how the men feel. Like even when they kickbox, it's like, a they speak from like left, left kick, right low kick. Everything is like very, there's a lot of tension in the room as well. With like the, the ego, the, the high energy, like everyone feels they want to be the, the toughest and strongest in the room. Mm. And
0: what is the training? Like I'm sort of more familiar with Dutch style Training than I am wrestling, but it's a lot like you said. A lot of sparring and stuff, right?
1: Yeah, a lot of combinations. Um, I went to Mike's gym for the first time. I've been back since and been in Arnhem and different gyms, but um, first time it was Mike's gym, and um, yeah, they they do a lot of combinations in the in the ma- in the morning one hour of just combinations, and then they can do sparring at any time. Sparring mouthpiece, and yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. How long were you there for? Um, I've been there. I stayed one time for like five months, and one time for like three months. The first time.
0: So a decent amount of time. And what about? Did you fight while you were there, or did you just train?
1: Only one time.
0: Oh, how was that fight? What was it like?
1: Um, yeah, I won. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was very uh, very strong, and yeah, it, it was a different. Uh, surreal that fight at that time Mm -hmm.
0: then you've been out here in Thailand for about two years three years it's been a while
1: Uh, I've been in Thailand I think almost a total of five years
0: yeah a lot longer than I thought what so how would you compare the sort of fight culture from the three different or four different places you know Thailand Russia Holland and
1: Australia well from all my experience um, at first, when I first came to, I think, um, learn Muay Thai. Um, Muay Thai is like, you've yeah, been my, um, uh, how do I explain this? Sorry, um, yeah, Muay Thai is, it showed me the everything that's in between because I, before I had done BJJ wrestling boxing and I had this idea and I thought between those three disciplines so it was like when you're boxing you think with your fist then wrestling I think my posture my back like, and then in jiu jitsu they give you all these like different ways to think mm-hmm. and I think Muay Thai was what um, because in Thailand you do a lot of repetition kicks and you do a lot of clinching that's different to, um, and no one really teaches you now. They teach a lot more technique than them, but back in the day, it was just more clinch and straightforward. And I had to like learn through the differences between wrestling and jiu-jitsu and boxing and seeing that where, yeah, the posture in the game of Muay Thai changes compared to like these other sports. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And you've been training out of F.A. group for quite some time. Have you trained at other gyms besides F.A.?
1: Yeah, I trained at uh, Singapur-tong. Mm-hmm. Singapur-tong. I trained. Then uh, my friend, when I went back, moved to S- S- on Phuket. And so I ended up training out of Sosongpanong, Phuket when I went back. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I started to learn more and more about Muay Thai, hearing about names, so I wanted to move. I heard about Bangkok, so I lived in Phuket for almost a year. And then I made my first move to Bangkok and then Bangkok shocked me because it was a big cultural difference Mm -hmm. compared to what I was used to. um, I used to have an idea of what Thailand was like and then I came to Bangkok and it like changed a lot of things.
0: What, how did it change or what did it change?
1: Um, Yeah, people just have an idea like Thailand's just a beach, just the sun, (laughs) you know, flip flops and then you come here and there's big, big shopping malls. People like, yeah, just big working club, just, yeah, it's a big crazy city, it's got many things going on.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty massive city, it's yeah. about the same size as New York City, and has like the same amount of stuff going on all the time.
1: Yeah, even just like doing Muay Thai, and living in Phuket and fighting, and then feeling when you come to the city of Thailand, it's like, oh, this really does feel like, more like, I always feel like when I when I first came, it was like, you know the Gladiator movie? Mm-hmm when he goes from like fighting in the small um, ring at first mm-hmm. in the other city and then he goes to Rome and mm-hmm. he, they're all like in amazement by how big the city is. Yeah. So that's what it felt like. For sure.
0: Um. And so can you describe a bit about your time at FA Group and what it's been like?
1: Um, yeah, so I was at something on Bangkok for a while and uh, we used to train with like Siddhartha and a number of the other ties. But I always kind of like, When we spar, do the kickboxing, I always felt that. But then when we would clinch, I was quite good at clinching a little bit because I wrestled, but it was still like, I didn't feel comfortable being, I always felt like there was when, when Yob Payak or any of these other tires wanted to go 100%, I always felt like I wasn't fully comfortable in the clinching side of things. So I always wanted to go learn more clinch. And then I heard about FA group, of course, because of Pep Boonju. And I ha- I went back to America at the time because my mum was actually wanting me to like, hurry up, you've been doing this dream for ages, traveling these different countries, and mm-hmm. you're not fighting, I thought you wanted to do MMA. So I moved to T-Mail for male, actually, again. And then while I was there, um, everyone was like, oh, you're good at Muay Thai, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, there's a lot more, high, f- high bet more high famous people than me, like in, in Muay Thai, there's superstars. Yeah. They didn't know. And they're always talking about Dutch kickboxing and certain things. So while I was there, I was trying to like line up more MMA fights and do different things. But then it was quite... While my visa was going, it takes a, t- t- takes a bit of time to develop yourself in the country.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So then I had to leave to go to a new visa. So I went back to um, Thailand. And then I just... Because something was like running around in my head... That I was doing boxing and I could do wrestling. I could be like most American guys, but something about the culture of like learning Muay Thai since I'd been in Thailand before just made me feel like I have to learn how to do clinching. I have to learn how to really know how to do Muay Thai. Mm -hmm.
0: And that's when you signed up more or less for FA Group.
1: Yeah, and then I went to FA Group and it reminded me of like uh, being in Russia for the first time, getting like beat up by Yotin and and a few of the other guys there. Yeah. Wagnum.
0: Uh, Wang nam and, and uh, Pat Gantat. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, every, Yotin is like 10 kilos lighter than you. Yeah, yeah. And he still murders everyone.
1: You know, I remember when I first went there, I was just like thinking, oh, I'm going to be able to do it. And then they just threw me around, threw me around, <laughs> threw me around.
0: Yeah. I love learning at FA Group is learning trial by fire you just Mm. like uh, keep doing it over and over and over and that's what basically
1: it taught me a lot about muay thai because it made me like have have to learn it rather than being told a technique and copying what you think muay thai is it made you just feel it from the raw from Mm. from a starting position yeah for sure you had to figure it out yourself
0: and then um you've obviously fought a bunch of fa group um but you also train at Bangkok Fight Lab doing uh, BJJ and wrestling stuff. Can you talk a little bit about when you joined there and what that's been like for you?
1: What what's that again?
0: Uh, Bangkok Fight Lab.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, since I've been training in, like, FA group for so long, and I always said, "One, I just kept training Muay Thai for a while because I just wanted to get out of, like, Every time I did any sport, I, like, embedded myself in them. Like, when I wrestled, I wrestled. When I tried to kickboxing, I tried to do kickboxing. I always tried to, like, do the style. Because I always had, like, a an idea. A bit like if you're... When I used to do taekwondo, I used to think, oh, if I could do the sport up to a certain belt and train it at that time, up to that level, I could move on and I'd have it forever. Mm-hmm. A little bit. But yeah. then, that's changed over time.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, how often are you at Bangkok Fight Lab and what are you doing over there as well?
1: Oh yeah, so um, I, w- I wanted to get back into jiu-jitsu and MMA because I've been doing Muay Thai for so long and I knew that would like, get my body back into place mm-hmm. doing it. So I moved to um, Onnut to uh, train there about two years ago or something. Mm.
0: Um, and I guess we'll talk about your Muay Thai fights and then talk about your MMA bouts. Well, uh, how many Muay Thai fights have you had out here now? About, and what has that been like?
1: Well, you're putting me on the spot, Matt. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you I can't remember. It's about, I'll say, twenty-one now.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I I know, I have a list of your fights in, in the last year and a half or so. You've had ten. You've been mm. pretty active regularly.
1: Yeah, trying to stay as active as I can. What are the Muay Thai fights like for you? What do you like and dislike about them? Um, what I like about the Muay Thai fights, um, I guess um, for me now Muay Thai has always been like, a mentality thing mm-hmm. for me, and a particular way to use the to fight, use the art find the balance so that i can fight it in mma mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah.
0: um and you've had some mma fights in the last year you had the one in phuket and then your debut on one warrior series on one championship uh what were those experiences like
1: um yeah i was lucky enough to get to fight mma again i've been like wanting to do mma so much since i since I started training, all the been into Muay Thai everywhere over Thailand, and um, I wanted to get back into MMA, but it was, I was finding it pretty hard to get a fight and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I got lucky enough; I got to fight in Phuket against um, the Tiger Muay Thai trainer down there, who's trying to who's trying to make his own rise in MMA. Mm-hmm. So I got lucky enough to fight him, and that got me back. And then we made, set a goal to go on to try and get onto one championship. And yeah, I was lucky enough during this like COVID period that I got the opportunity to like fight on one championship.
0: Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, what was the fight experience like itself?
1: Um, It's funny once you get there I guess for me because it's fighting's changed. My mentality's changed so much since i th- I fight for like, uh, mm, I fight for the variety of feeling free out there. Mm-hmm. So it's like before it used to be like, oh, I have to win for a certain goal, but now it's like I like to see, I like to watch, I like to fight, and then be able to see what I can do when when I watch it back. Like I'm amazed by my own performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was
0: uh, both fights you won. Uh, did you win the one in Phuket by rear naked choke?
1: Yeah, I won the one by rear choke too. I, um, I usually uh. I feel like Muay Thai gives me a, sh- a good sense of control to grapple, and my wrestling is like there. I feel like overall, I just feel um. Happy to fight anywhere. I usually can just. I usually just can feed off their energy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and along with fighting you. You're pretty well-rounded and do a lot of different stuff. You also do a fair amount of modeling. Uh, can you talk about that and how you got into it?
1: Um, yeah, I got, I got pretty lucky with the whole modeling thing. Um, I think the whole modeling thing uh, changed my life a little bit. I actually met um, three random models one night, and then um, that led to... And I actually got injured at the time. I suffered a pretty bad injury at training. I got in the balls <laughs> and it put me out for a little bit. And um, while I was just at the period before I got injured, I had a modeling agency was l- looking after me. And um, I got a direct booking, two direct bookings for two commercials straight away without even like doing it before. So I kind of went into modeling quite. Um, I was like, oh, I haven't even practiced this before, so I, sh- I can. I got two jobs, so if I maybe try and get this, I can actually get. It gets you excited, just like if you win a couple of fights, you feel like, oh, I can go pretty far with this. Yeah.
0: Know? Um. So what were the commercials like? What did you do?
1: Um. Uh, my first two were Honda and Nissan. Mm-hmm. One for Honda bike and one for Nissan car. Uh huh, and it's pretty funny because I was a dad in the first one.
0: Oh yeah, you're always a dad. So I've
1: got I've got a lot of uh, kid experience now. <laughs> like I definitely, yeah, feel like I um, want to teach kids or do something one day. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, how many times have you played a dad in commercials and
1: advertisements? Mm, uh, a good half of my jobs have been like dads. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think that is? Oh, that like while, when I look well, at you
0: I'm not like oh that's well,
1: a dad well modeling actually teaches you a little bit about um the market everyone wants everyone everything's selling a family so mm-hmm. you yeah you realize that's the that's the role <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: so what is the actual shoots like in going to castings where is that process like
1: um yeah it's pretty cool um um, I liked it when I first really got into it because it's like get you outside of your comfort zone um you have to you have to you know act you have to see yourself you have to kind of like at, at time when you get into the getting at modeling it teaches you a little bit um, about um like let's uh, let's uh, let's say you want to be a dad, they <laughs> you in the castings they tell you what they're looking for, how to be cool, chin up, chin down, left, right. They teach you a lot about your body, body posture, and then through that, I guess you um, a bit oh, how do I explain it's a bit like learning. Well, I, exp- I I explain everything in terms of martial arts, I guess so when I explain modeling teaches you a lot about your what confidence is I guess Mm -hmm. do you feel you've
0: gotten more confident through the modeling
1: yeah well I I went into modeling quite uh, intuitively like it's funny when you first start trying to pose you feel like oh you you think it's easy to pose but once you put a camera on you it's a bit like a it's a bit like an opponent. It's a bit like, uh, you see it, you get a lot of self judgment when you sometimes look at the camera and you think about, you perceive yourself a certain way in your mind and then you, but then to be like confident for the, the video, you have to just trust the, you have to trust the process. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you feel like uh Muay Thai or fighting has given you more confidence than modeling or is it the other way or it's just different?
1: Well it's actually really interesting because you think like fighters would have a lot of confidence. Yeah, you got like people like Conor McGregor and people in America, but a lot of times people when they're trapped. That's why people early in their career are a lot usually more humble and they don't they're not speaking like they are in the UFC. So what you find is that when people are going through their fighting career, they don't feel like I don't feel like they have a they have a voice. The funny thing I learned about like the fight business, all the fight fighters when they're usually coming up is they usually don't feel like um, sometimes mm-hmm. you don't feel like they have a voice, just like when you like, meet ties or whatever they' feel like they can't speak. you think like they would have confidence outside, but a lot of times um, fighters in like a business setting I guess or um, around certain people. Um don't can be still like not know when to oh it's so hard to explain this actually. Yeah, I find that uh, fighters find it hard to especially with like social media, um, sometimes to back less so now as time's changing, but in a different environment like especially to do with like modeling Um, you think they have a lot of confidence, but they don't know how to present their body gestures, their body language. They don't see the, they don't see the two, I think, oh, it's like people get so trapped inside their environment of what they're doing Mm -hmm. that they can't, um,
0: break out of it or? yeah yeah like you
1: become you become so when I'm when I used to box in like Muay Thai and you especially like when you go out with people I find that you, you the reason you get shy to do things outside of your own gestures is mm-hmm. because you're living this fighter fighter story like you're staying so you don't know every day you're in the gym but then when you go out around other people it's hard for you to that becomes your comfort zone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh i think like modeling and stuff teaches you to just that business of like you're not just who you're not just who you are and who you tell yourself that you you are Mm -hmm. i always found like when the first time i went on a tv show the face I found it really interesting that, um, when they put the camera on you, can act mm-hmm. what they want you to say. You can act what they, what you want to represent as a TV show mm-hmm. or you ask the question honestly and you answer it based off who, how you perceive your own self in a, in your own situation. Sometimes as a fighter, you don't feel, uh, worthy. hmm of, of that uh, yeah, of yeah. That,
0: like attention and sort of the those you're just not equipped to deal with presenting yourself in other ways and you're just so comfortable in the ring but you're not comfortable in other situations
1: yeah like yeah exactly you don't you don't carry that ring confidence and understand that martial arts also teaches you that's also teaching you expression Mm-hmm. it's like dancing it's like uh, you learn to move and dance and then you learn to express yourself even in day to day I always say even when you go to your job you learn to behave a certain way for the, the let's say it's an office job you learn to behave a certain way if you're a lawyer you learn to behave and act you're almost learning a language every day you study the books you're almost learning a language to communicate mm-hmm. with other with other lawyers when you're a doctor you're learning a language to communicate Sometimes when you just do Muay Thai, you have to ra- hang around Muay Thai people mm-hmm. because they allow you to be free in your own self. Mm-hmm. You hang out, you hang around your fighter friends because they get you, mm-hmm. hang around your wrestling buddies because they get you, you hang around your best friend because you can act a silly certain way. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes, yeah, I think a fighter can get, when you're really hardcore in it, you can get trapped in a, you cannot see, you can fall into like illusions of um, other people's professions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That makes sense.
0: Um, so just changing topics a little bit, um you're sponsored or in business relationships with a few different companies, uh Pride and Muay Thai Tigram being two of them. Uh can you talk about that and how like your how you start working with Pride?
1: Um, yeah, actually um Petch and D hit me up a couple of years ago, just before I got into the modeling and they were they was asking me maybe want to get sponsored to train with their gym mm-hmm. so I kind of knew I had a little bit of contact with them and I was considering that but then I really wanted to get into MMA again so I went and start training jiu-jitsu and stuff because that's part of like who I am mm-hmm. and um, then as we kept fighting we were looking to get a sponsor and um, um, Betty hit me up since I had been modelling oh, can you do a shoot for them so then we decided, um, maybe we should just get a sponsorship deal with them. Mm-hmm. And that's how we, um, came about Pride. Yeah, and you, and, oh, go ahead. And since we're fighting on with one and stuff, it's a good, it's good to be, I guess, closely tied with Pet Indy and stuff.
0: Yeah, and of course, the uh, Pride is, uh, made out Pet Indy, and Pet Indy does a lot of really good things for the sport. Uh, Muay Thai and other things as well. Uh, they have the Muay Man's One Show, which hopefully you'll appear on shortly, next month or so, see what happens. Um, you also, of course, work with Muay Thai Graham. What has that been like for you?
1: Um, yeah, they've been really good. Um, it's Yeah, it's cool to have um, someone behind me and, and helping my help me get my story out, I guess, and sh- exp- um, show me as an athlete. Mm-hmm.
0: What are some of your goals with your fighting and just, uh, you know, your business and everything?
1: Um, actually, my goal is actually something like more personal to me from my whole journey, I guess. My whole goal, ever since I got into martial arts, it's been like a big journey. I've gone from being super obsessed to style, traveling to every country, wanting to learn style. Then getting super obsessed in the art of each sport, trying to learn every single technique I could. I used to be so obsessive in every discipline I've done. I'd overdo the thinking of technique.
0: So obviously you do a lot of training and whatnot. What do you do with your free time?
1: Philosophize philosophers about martial arts and life
0: <laughs> <laughs> well thanks so much for taking your time out Frogan. i really appreciate it